All right. You guys ready to get in the word today? Let's pray really fast. I know really fast. Somebody, we could do slow. Father. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Y'all behave yourselves. All right. Here we go. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for every one of the people that are here today. Lord, I thank you how uh, just how special they are to you. And Father, we pray today, God, just as we uh, just open your word, Lord, we just pray that you would pour your heart. Uh, God, just just down on us today. Father, thank you for touching us. God, even as we prayed earlier, Father, we just thank you for life changing this place. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and do what you can do best, and that's just to teach. And so, uh, Lord, we just open our hearts wide. And, Father, we thank you today for filling it with your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Anyways, well, as I was uh, preparing for this morning, there was... Uh, just mainly one truth that really just jumped out at me, just really grabbed my heart. And uh, it was basically this, that although there's different types of mothers in this world, we all know that even in this room today, we have biological moms, we have stepmoms, we have adoptive moms, and we even have moms that have fulfilled the role of what we would call in the church spiritual moms. Uh, we know we have moms that are married. We know we have moms that are single. Uh, we know we have moms that stay at home and moms that work. And uh, we even have moms, even in this room, that their kids range all the way from newborn all the way to adulthood. And, uh, you know, I just, as I was thinking about this, I couldn't help but just kind of take a step back and literally think how uh, not one mom uh, has the same unique uh, blend of personalities, gifts, callings, likes and dislikes as another. Is that true? And so, you know, as I was sitting there just thinking about this, here was the simple truth that really jumped out at me. is that in spite of all of those differences that we talked about, and obviously we know there's many more, uh, each of them have one major thing in common, and it's this. They should all be honored. Is that the truth? So, we'll give you a chance to make that up later, fellas. All right, so... <laughs> So we know we know this because God's word tells us this This is some familiar passages, but it says in Deuteronomy chapter five, verse 16, it says, honor your father and your mother. And obviously we're not taking anything away from dads today, but today's mom's day. So honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I want you to kind of notice something. Obviously, this commandment was so important to God, he felt the need to repeat himself in the New Testament. Because we know that in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, it says this. It says, children, make note, that doesn't matter how old you are, right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now, I think we would all agree this morning as believers that when something is important to God, it should be important to us. Amen. So if that's the case, then we should all ask ourselves this morning, what does it really mean to honor our mothers. What does it really mean to honor our mothers? I want to sit on this for a minute and really focus on this word honor, and then we'll move along. But, but in the Greek language, the word honor actually means this. It means a valuing. 
a valuing. Now, to kind of give you the idea behind this, even even today, not just in biblical times, but even today, if we were basically talking to a person that's in the Greek culture, uh, if we asked them basically, or we said this, that when they hear the word honor, they automatically think about something that's valuable, something that's precious, and something that's weighty, such as gold. Please don't miss the picture here. See, the, the idea behind this meaning or the idea behind the thinking of this word honor in the Greek culture, we know obviously the New Testament is written in Greek, but, but it basically means this, is that we don't put gold or something that we value in a junk drawer. Rather, we assign it to a place of honor. Am I making sense to you today? It's like some of you ladies in here, obviously one of the things that's the most precious to you in this world is your wedding ring. Right. So, you know, most most ladies don't walk in the house and take off their wedding ring and just toss it over there in the junk drawer and say, I'll put it on tomorrow. You have a certain place. If you ever take it off, that it's a place of honor. Is that true? Yes, it's true. Y'all should have said yes a lot louder than that. It's true. So listen, some other definitions of honor that are maybe more familiar to us is this. It's uh, to appreciate, to esteem, to respect, to treat favorably. To have high regard for. Are you starting to see the picture? Once again, to appreciate, to esteem, to respect, to treat favorably, to have a high regard for. Now, let's look at the opposite real quick or the other side. We all know the opposite of honor is what? It's dishonor, right? Can everybody say dishonor? So dishonor means to not show respect for, to not uh, value or to treat. Watch this. Here's the real ones I want you to grab. To treat as common Ordinary or menial. Therefore, when a Greek person hears the word dishonor, they automatically think of something, watch this, that's common, that's light, and that's easily done away with, such as vapor. It's almost this idea that pretty much I can walk in and, and it's almost like it's just some piece of paper I can, uh, you know, wad it up and just toss it in the trash. I can easily do away with it. So, you, you know, when, when they think about, once again, honor, even in a stronger sense, or dishonor, uh, they think about it as something that is to be treated shamefully and even humiliated. Are you seeing the picture? All right. So with these definitions in mind, when we look at once again, we look at Deuteronomy chapter five and we look at Ephesians six. So often we just kind of breeze by those scriptures. Correct. Uh, but really, if we take a step back, consider those definitions and ask ourselves, what is God really trying to tell us? I think he's trying to tell us a few things. I, and, and these are all pretty basic. But the truth is, is um, let's just be honest this morning. There's a big difference between knowing it and doing it. Yeah. So anyway, so I believe God is telling us as children and obviously every person in this room is a child. Right. And so somebody's child that as children, we should assign our mothers to a place of honor. Listen, let me say let me say this. Although most of us in this room are no longer directly under mom's authority. Right. We're old. We're out of the house. All those things uh, we can we can still uh, just. Grab the mentality that we, you still don't outgrow God's command to honor her. Yes? I've seen a lot of people when they get out of the house, mom's there, mom's doing whatever, and they just, pff, whatever, blow her off. We don't outgrow the commandment. Amen? All right, so from a larger perspective, I think God is also telling us as husbands, watch this, that we should assign our wives, assign the mother of our children, that we should assign even the, the mother of our stepchildren to a place of honor. I believe that's God's heart. Amen. So let, let me let me give uh, us fellas a hard truth really quick. OK, and, and I and I felt the burn on this one from the Holy Ghost personally. All right. 
But as fathers, we need to remember it's our responsibility to show, to demonstrate to our children how to honor their moms. It's even this. It's from this simple fact that it's because they will repeat our words. They will repeat our tones. You get that tone in our voice? They'll repeat our actions and they'll repeat our attitudes. In other words, it's this, is that we give our children permission to either dishonor or honor their mom by the way we treat them. Can the fellow say, ouch? Yeah. To put it more plainly, I think God's basically saying this, is that we need to treat basically the love of our lives. We need to treat uh, our moms. We need to treat them with uh, literally favorably. We need to treat them as uncommon, as rare, as extraordinary, as special and prestigious. Yeah. And it's this fact. We only got one. They're rare. Yes. That's a simple truth, isn't it? We only got one. And uh, let, let, me, let me maybe say this, whatever. I, I get a little, little sidetracked rabbit trail, but I'll just say this. Um, I remember being in, in Seattle, Washington, actually outside Seattle at Silver Lake. Beautiful, by the way. And uh, I remember sitting in this, I don't know, 20-foot tower throwing water balloons at teenagers. All right? And uh, anyway, so it was way back in the day. I was probably, I think I was 20 years old at the time, and um, maybe 21 and, and I was up there with a youth pastor. His name is Jeffrey Portman. I'll never forget him. And, and I was telling Jeffrey about my dad, okay? And I was telling him basically that I didn't really care if I ever saw my dad again, didn't really, you know, blah, 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 all these things, all these disappointments and hurts. And I just remember him saying this. He said, Quentin, that's the only dad you'll ever have. And he said, and you're basically, you're possibly the only Jesus he'll ever see. Kind of changed things. And even though that conversation was about my father, I took the context of that towards my mother. And I said, you know what, i got to start honoring her and viewing her completely different. And the truth is, is when I started doing my part, she became different. Amen? Thanks for letting me do the rabbit trail. All right, watch this. Unfortunately, sometimes we make uh, the mistake of taking our wives or our moms for granted. And when we do this, we inadvertently end up uh, treating them as common. We end up uh, treating them as nothing special, just uh, plain old ordinary junk drawer material. Okay? Listen, and, and this is the part we'll grab that, and this isn't to beat anybody up. This is just trying to put it in God's perspective, okay? Instead of, instead of doing it like that, we need to begin to treat them like the treasures they are. Amen? Amen. So I want you to notice something real fast this morning. Um, I want you to notice that both honor and dishonor originate in our hearts. Listen, and, and they both reveal themselves through our words, once again, through our actions, our thoughts, and, and even this, our inward and outward attitudes. Listen, did Jesus not say in Matthew twelve thirty four? he say, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We all know that Jesus also said from the heart flows the issues of life. Is that true? So that's the place that either honor or dishonor is at. And that's the place that God really wants us to, I guess, find his heart in. And, and you know, for once again, for our moms or for our spouse and, and to begin to pull it out of that. Because ultimately, I, I think this is kind of maybe overall what God's trying to tell us, that he wants our words and our actions, our thoughts, our inward and outward attitudes to do what with our moms and our wives, just simply to honor them. It's really simple, isn't it? It's really simple. It just wants us to honor them. So let, let me show you something really fast. Just kind of set all that to kind of get to this, okay? Um, I want to show you a kingdom principle about honor this morning. 
And uh, if you have your Bible, uh, we're going to go to Mark chapter 6. If you don't have your Bible, it'll be up on the screens. But Mark chapter 6, I want to show you six verses. And once again, this is just a kingdom principle when it comes to honor. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. If you're there, say, oh, yeah. Says this, says, then he, I'm reading out the New King James, says, then he, talking about Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. In verse 2 it says, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, get this, they were astonished, and they were actually saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Watch this next verse in verse 3. They said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. That, that word actually there, uh, offended, it basically just means that they couldn't get over the fact that they knew who he was and they knew where he was from. They couldn't go over the fact that, let, let me maybe say it this way, that he played soccer with their kids. Right. That he that he went to the same synagogue as their kids, that they that they passed by him, that they knew mom and dad, that he wasn't some mystery kind of guy, that they actually knew him. And because they because they knew him and they knew where he's from, that became a stumbling block and it kept them from accepting him for who he really was. And it, and it kept him from doing, basically being who he is. Now, watch this. Watch Jesus response here in verse four. It says, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor. Somebody say honor. Prophet's not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. That'll preach. Verse 5, it says, Now he could do no mighty works there. I want you to think about something real fast. That, that here is God himself in the flesh, the incarnation. And he, it says right there that he, not that he wasn't willing, but he couldn't. He couldn't do any mighty miracles there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And, and supposedly to Greek scholars, that means pretty much that he could heal a few headaches and a few common colds. But that's about as far as it went. And then it says in uh, verse 6 there, it says, and he marveled because of their unbelief. All right. Remember, we're talking about honor today, right? Here's the point. Because the people in Jesus' hometown viewed him and treated him as common. Can we say common? They treated him as common. They didn't honor him. Watch this. And because they didn't honor him, they didn't get his best. They didn't, watch this, because they didn't honor him, they never thought about positioning themselves to receive his best. Once again, because they didn't honor him, they didn't receive the fullness of his identity. They got just a touch. They didn't get the fullness of it. So what in the world does this have to do with our moms? What does this have to do with our wives? It's just people in general, okay? But today is Mom's Day once again. So the kingdom principle here is this, is until we honor our mothers for the position that they hold in this God-ordained family structure. It is God-ordained, isn't it? Watch this. Until we do that, we will never get their best. And let me even be so strong to maybe say it this way. They will never be released to be at their best. Are you getting that? Until we honor them, they'll never feel the freedom and the liberty to to just let down the walls and just be who they really are and to be their best. And so, once again, it's because of honor, 
or lack of honor, we will never position ourselves to receive their best. Now, get this. If you've heard anything today, hear this, please, okay? It all has to do, once again, with honor. But we will never receive from their anointing and the calling they carry if we don't honor them. We will never receive from their God-given gifts and wisdom they possess until we honor them. We will never receive, watch this, from the loving, caring, nurturing side of God that they were created by him to reflect. Is that true? Please hear me on that, guys. Once again, you, you know, that's a, there's a side of God that he wants to reveal himself to us, fellas, children, that he wants to reveal himself to us through our moms, through our wives, so we'll let him. And a large part of that is the loving, caring, and nurturing side of him. Now, watch this. Let me even be so bold to say this, that until we honor them, we'll never be able to receive even their God-given leadership qualities um, until we learn how to honor them and believe in their God-given identity. Are you hearing me today? I know this. I, listen, I've never preached a Mother's Day message before, so y'all be nice, okay? Here we go. We're having fun today, all right? Listen, I, I asked my, I asked my, look, when you don't know what to do as a preacher, you ask your kids, and because uh, they'll be honest with you. And uh, so I asked my eight-year-old, hey, what should I tell them? <laughs> right? <laughs> My, my my seven-year-old had a response, too, but we won't share that from the mic, all right? So, but the, but the, the eight-year-old, Michaela, said this. I, sa- I said, what should we tell the moms? You know, this Sunday's Mother's Day. And she said, Dad, you need to tell them they're amazing. Sweet little girl, all right? So, all right, so let's get real real quick, okay? And hopefully I'm not going too far, okay? Um, but, fellas, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a culture that acted like and uh, basically treated women like they were less than. Okay? And that's not, that's not a southern thing. That's a sin thing. All right? So, listen, that, that I grew up in a culture, it was as if, they, as if women were created less than in the image of God than a man is. That it was as if they possessed less of the Spirit of God inside of them than a man has. Listen, it was as if, and this will really hit home, because I could really go from men that were influences in my life, the way they, once again, with their words, their tone, their actions, all these things, their attitude, they acted like women weren't as smart as, talented as, talented as, and gifted as a man. How many of you fellas know that's a lie? Man, if you don't know it's a lie, you, you should have threw your hand up right there. It won't go well for you later. All right, here we go. So, listen, the truth is, is we might have different roles and responsibilities, yes? But the Father's love and the Father's honor for His sons and His daughters are the exact same. Listen, together, I want you to get that word today, together we make up or we reflect the full nature of God. As a man, we don't bring it all to the table. As a woman, we don't bring it all to the table, but together we reflect Him really well. Amen? So, listen, uh, the next time you are challenged with thinking that you contradict one another, erase that thought and remember that you don't contradict. You actually complement one another. Amen? Listen, uh, th- there's so much in our society today that goes against every bit of this. Uh, all you have to do is turn on the TV and basically you see women competing with men and men competing with women and just life and things. And listen, this was never designed by God to be a competition. It was called to be an empowering Amen. And it's kind of this idea that as men, we should empower women to be who God has called them to be. And as women, we should empower men to be who God has called them to be. Amen. 
That was a great place to say amen really loud. Amen. amen. So it's kind of this thought right here. And, and please grab this. And this is really where we're kind of going today. But uh, a culture of honor begins in the home. That's really God's heart. That a culture of honor begins in the home. And it's this idea when you look at the word um, that husbands are called to honor their wives, that wives are called to honor their husbands, and that children, I know we got some teenagers in here, that as children we're called to honor our parents. And it's basically when all those things are in action, guess what happens? That the culture of honor really begins to take place. It takes all three of them to be doing their part to really make it happen. Yes? Amen. So, so listen, it's kind, of, it's kind of this. The reason I'm saying that today is because if you turn on the TV, I, I honestly do not know a, a TV show in my head. I'm sure there is one out there that actually has a wife that honors her husband and doesn't act like he's some stupid blockhead. Okay? And, and, I, and I don't know of a, of a TV show that looks at women and puts them in the high esteem that God sees them in. Is that right? And so what happens is, guess what? If we know it or not, when we're around that type of culture, when we're watching things, that stuff gets in us. If we don't protect ourselves, we don't protect our eye gate, protect our heart, that stuff gets in us and it begins to rub off on us. And, you know, this might sound, this might sound silly, but I'm going to show you how simple it is. There's a show that I like to watch in my house and, and, um, Takes me back to when I was a kid and I used to be at my grandparents' house. I used to watch this every day. I think it was like 1.30 in the afternoon. It's the great Andy Griffith show. I love the Andy Griffith show, right? Last night, Opie got a black eye. It was awesome, all right? So um, I watched season two, episode one last night. So um, that's how I celebrated getting a sermon done right there. I watched, I watched Andy Griffith, right? So anyways, so but I noticed that when I watch it with our kids, there was things that I would start saying like Andy would say it. That started mimicking kind of his, his, uh, you know, whatever, the way he would talk to his kids and all that. And I was just doing it being goofy, having fun. But the truth is, is I wasn't really going, okay, I'm going to set out today to be like Andy Griffith. It just kind of gets in us, right? And that's the same thing that happens when we're, when we're around people that are negative influences, what, whatever. If we could be around our, our families or whatever it is, I mean, you just kind of grab the, grab the source. It's music, whatever, right? Just turn on the radio station. And, uh, but that's the thing. Be careful of what kind of comes in your heart and notice how it causes you to treat, uh, you know, the people that you should be treating in a different way. Amen? All right. So, um, so kind of going back to this about the culture of honor here really fast and the way we need to view women. Um, I think we need to quit saying, listen to me, teenagers, that we need to quit saying just, oh, that's just mom. And I think as husbands, we need to quit saying, oh, that's just my wife. Because that's not just, oh, mom, oh, just my wife in God's eyes. Amen? So I want to talk about for a second who they are in God's eyes. We're not going to go much longer. We're actually almost done. I wanted it to be short today because it's a special day. But... I want to talk about who they are in God's eyes and why we should honor mothers, okay? I want to talk about that real fast. Um, let me kind of give you some thoughts here. Should we honor our moms because they wiped our snotty noses, because they changed our diapers, uh, because they bathed us, fed us, washed our clothes, kissed our boo-boos, uh, you know, took care of us when we were sick, uh, taught us a thousand things under the sun? Uh, you, you know, should we honor them because of that? Yes. yes, but I think really God wants us to... Grab a truth that's greater than all of that, okay? Because the truth is, is that's just them being who God created them to be. Once again, that's the nature of God in action, okay? And uh, but let me let me 
to kind of answer this, let me share a story with you, story with you that I recently read in a book. Um, it says this. It says, in 1981, my husband and I were invited to meet the prime minister of Israel. The lady said, it was a special honor to meet the man whom God used to form the Jewish state. He said, needless to say, I was very nervous uh, as we were being cleared by Israeli security. Watch this. As, as they're being cleared through the process, this woman says this, that the great accuser, we know that's the enemy, began to attack my mind. And here's what she began to hear from the enemy. Who are you to meet with this head of the state? You are a hindrance to this meeting. You should not even be in the room. Watch this. Her response. I felt he was right. And I became overwhelmed with feelings of insecurities as if a huge wave of water had suddenly grabbed me in its undertow. She said, I could not breathe. She said, I began to walk toward my husband to ask him to basically excuse me from the meeting. And it says, all of a sudden, I could hear a voice in my mind that was louder than the voice of the accuser. And here's what basically the Lord said. The Lord said, why are you leaving something I have ordained? Why are you leaving something I have ordained? And here was her response to the Lord. Because I am not worthy to meet with such an important person. I am about to meet with the leader of Israel. It says, immediately, the same strong voice made a statement that would change my life forever. That's what God said. He said this to her, and he is about to meet the king's daughter. Pretty powerful, huh? And it says the wave of insecurity and fear dissipated. I squared my shoulders, entered the room, walked over to the prime minister, extended my hand. I remembered as if it was yesterday. I shook his hand firmly and said, I am so-and-so. I am honored to meet you. And then it says, unless you knew me, then you can't comprehend the miracle of that moment. I would never be the same again. Not because I was in the presence of one of the most important men in history, but because I had taken my place in society of the kingdom of heaven, the eternal society, the Lord Jesus Christ, of the Lord Jesus Christ. She said, I was then and will always be the king's daughter, and so will you. Isn't that awesome? So, so here, here's why, once again, who are, they, who are women, okay, of all ages, Married or not, okay? Mothers or not, okay? Go down the, who are they in God's eyes? And why should we honor them? It's basically this. We honor them because they're the king's daughter. Amen? Yes. L- l- listen, it's, let me just say this to everybody in this room. It is our God-given responsibility to help ladies know that. Yes? Are y'all with me? It's our responsibility to help women be secure and confident in who they are in Him. So, l- listen, let's, let's shift gears a little bit, okay? Um, I, I just want to get honest about something real fast. Um, I want to recognize the fact that Mother's Day doesn't always fill everyone's heart with um, warm fuzzies and happy memories. Is that okay? Because, see, this is the tricky part, just being honest with you about today. I'm going, okay, all right, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And here's, here's a, in other words, we could go this route, but it's kind of like almost, do, do you avoid the, the pink elephant in the room? I'm not real good at that. I'm a straight shooter. I don't do a real good job at that. But, but there's parts that, that I think that then when God helps us be honest and vulnerable, that guess what? He helps us get free. Amen. And so those are things that as a pastor and as a church, we can't be afraid of those moments. Amen. So, so listen, today is no doubt 
about honoring. And, and, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm accomplishing what I feel like the Lord wanted today, wanted to do today. And that's basically this, that you women feel special, please, because you are, okay? And, and, um, and let me go ahead and throw this out there at you. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say that, that we should set aside one day to honor moms or women. It's everyday deal. Yes, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure somebody, you know, somebody had obviously a great day, a great idea to put it on one day for moms and then do a day for dads. And I don't know really what happens on Grandparents Day, but that's out there. And uh, it's like, I'm not sure who really honors that one. Whatever. Um, maybe you did. Uh, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Anyway, so, so we have all these days. But the truth is, man, is that is at the heart of God. It's just honor every day. Okay, so today when we leave this place, kind of, kind of if there's something there that needs to shift in your heart, to shift in your attitude, to shift in your words, then, then do so. You, you know, last night I told Jen, hey, I, I emailed the message to you so she could do the PowerPoint. And I just said, I just got to tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She goes, you're not even looking at me. You're digging in a drawer. <laughs> I was ashamed to look at her. You know, piercing eyes. <laughs> you know, whatever. But... Anyway, but it was just like, man, it's like, God, I so want your heart in this. And I feel like I've fallen so short. Yeah? So it's like, Lord, help me to do this. And so anyway, so fellas, kids, just grab a hold of that, please. Okay? Amen? All right. All right. So once again, so let's kind of shift gears here. To, to recognize that today isn't just always happy thoughts. Okay? The, the truth is, is we live in a fallen world and we're all born with a sin nature. Agreed? Yes. Tells us that in Romans 5 and Romans 6, okay? Listen, it's because of that we understand that not every woman who has given birth to a child has lived up to the God's divine standard in fulfilling the roles and the responsibility that come with motherhood. Is that true? Okay? Thank God a majority of them do. Okay, we know we have awesome moms. But, but there's some moments, obviously some um, situations where this happens. And, and listen, we know, we know that every mom doesn't love God. We know that every mom doesn't uh, raise their children godly principles. Every mom isn't positive. Every mom isn't caring and nurturing or even present. Is that truth? Yes. So, listen, we, we, we absolutely don't deny the pain and the disappointment that those situations can cause. But we can't escape the truth. Please grab a hold of this. We can't escape the truth that God never said to do what? That I only want you to honor the moms that have deserved it. Yeah, um, he didn't. You know, he, he never said, you know, hey, gang, li- listen, um, I completely understand if they aren't a good mom. I give you absolute permission to be angry, hold a grudge, be bitter, resentful, unforgiving towards them. Did he ever say any of that? No, he didn't. He just simply said honor them. And he didn't attach nothing else to it because we'd be finding that loophole, wouldn't we? Yes. So, listen, the truth is, and grab a hold of this. He's called us, every one of us, in spite of who they are and who they aren't. So who they are and even who they aren't. Uh, to do what? Because it's supernatural. By supernatural love and mercy, he wants us to forgive them. Can we say forgive? He wants us to forgive them for what they did or didn't do so that, please, please don't miss this, so that our hearts may be healed. Yes? Because there's, some, there's something so... Um, when we hold on to a grudge and we think, why didn't you, right? Those people have moved on. Some of those people, let's be honest in this room, they, they've passed into the next life. 
And it's so easy to go, why didn't you do this? Or why did you do that? Why did you let this happen? Am I talking to you about today? Why did you let this happen? You, you know, in that part, guess what? It, you know, they're, they're moving on. And I'm the one that's in a prison for my own anger and my own hurt. I'm, it's affecting me daily, not them. Right. And so the reason God comes and he wants us to forgive people as Christ has forgiven us is once again, so we can be free and so we can be whole and so we can be healthy. And it's just a, it's the understanding fact that until until I release somebody, what of their choices, I myself will never be at peace and I will continue to live a life that's hindered. Right. That's hindered not only with God, but also with other people because of something I'm holding on with that person. And the truth is, the way it inevitably works, because of that person, I can't, maybe it's this, maybe that they've passed on, okay? I can't get even with you, so I'm going to get even with these people. I'm going to take it out on them. Is it, is it okay to say that today? I, you, know, you know, I have a um, really good friend in North Carolina. Uh, years ago, when the principal, once again, it's his dad, but the principal's the same. When he was, when he was five years old, I think his... I think dad and mom had four children, and I think my buddy Mike was maybe, I don't know, I think Mike was four or five years old, something like that. Dad split, okay? Dad was this athlete, played, I think he played Major League Baseball, and he just, he jetted. So two years ago, Mike's dad died, and, uh, and Mike went to Texas, went to the funeral, and the guys up there talking... Mike comes from the back. He said, okay, I'm going to go pay my respects to my dad, blah, blah, blah. And this guy is loved Jesus and did his thing. He literally came from the back, and he screamed and hollered, and he dull cussed his father in front of everybody in a casket. Let him have it. But, but all it was is this, is here was a broken five-year-old boy looking for healing. That's it. Yes? And, and it was literally he needed to be free because that guy went on with his life. He remarried, had other kids, and was doing his thing. Are you all following me today? There's something so powerful about, I mean, granted, it was, the wild part is even in that moment, it still left him unhealed because he didn't work it out with Jesus. He just blew up. Yeah? So, anyways, today, I just want to, once again, I know this is kind of a curveball. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. But, but this is a real realistic thing. And uh, it's kind of this, I, I think, as far as, you know, if our mom's perfect, if she's okay, or if she's just a bum. Okay, one of the greatest challenges we will ever face in this life is can we honor them for who they are and not stumble over who they're not? Are you hearing me? Can we honor them for who they are and not stumble for who they aren't? And as crazy as it may sound to some of you guys, um, you know, listen, did God not do the same? Look at Eve, look at Sarah, Rachel, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, Esther, the woman with the issue of the blood. Uh, the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, Mary Magdalene, Mary Elizabeth. I mean, go through the Bible. Were, were any of those women perfect? Because there isn't a perfect person other than Jesus that's ever lived. But yet here's God honoring these women. And they were not spotless. They were not blameless. They, they were broken people that needed a Savior just like us. And God honored them. And so there's something about realizing that even this, even today, that God honors you. And the same honor that he's poured out on you, it's our, it's our listen, it's our uh, God-given duty to give it back to other people. Amen? Amen? Even those that it's difficult to do that for. All right. Lastly, I want to end with this, okay? And we'll be done. We're going to pray. 
I feel like almost from the Lord today that there's this uh, moment of grace here to basically to even forgive some of ourselves from past mistakes and failures. All right? That, that literally, and I think this isn't just for moms. I think this is for dads as well. Um, because I think until you really forgive yourself from your past mistakes of where you kind of blew it, because we all have. Right? i got an 8-year-old and a 7-year-old and a 3-year-old and a 1-year-old. Yeah, pray for me. And uh, so... Uh, but, man, how many times have I blown it already? Yeah? And there's something about extending grace toward myself. I'm amazed. Let me, let me maybe say this to some of you guys. Um, I'm amazed at how many things that the Lord has forgiven us for, but we are unwilling to forgive ourselves for. Yeah? I, I, re, I remember when I was, um, I think I was 19 years old, I told a guy named Pete Skaggs. I said, Pete, I don't know how many times I've asked the Lord to forgive me about that. I just feel awful. And Pete looked at me, and he just said, uh, um, basically, you know, he's already forgot about it. Why do you keep asking? You know, I'm just like, huh? But, but it's this thing that some of us in this room are still carrying the weight of the, the failures that we've had. And, and God's already put in a seal of forgetfulness. He already separates far from the east from the west. Yes? Amen. So today, I want to let you know that uh, by God's grace... Not only does he want to let you off the hook of your own condemnation, but he wants you to live life the way he meant for you to live. And some of you guys still have an opportunity to restore what was broken. Amen? But you can't restore what was broken until you yourself are healed. Broken things don't fix broken things. Amen? Amen. So real, uh, just for a moment, let's close our eyes and let's just make room for the Lord. I'm going to start off basically with, with the top there. We're just going to pray over some things. Are you guys okay with this? This may be different for some of you guys. But I want, to, I want to take a moment and I want to pray for the part of just that God would help us uh, dads in the room to honor our wives. Or husbands to honor our wives. Father, I thank you for... Let's go this way. Father, we thank you for our wives. Lord, we thank you for the the treasure, the prize, um, God, just the great gift that you've given us. Father, will you help us to realize that literally outside of salvation and our relationship with you, that our wives are the greatest thing that you've ever given us. So, Father, will you, we just ask today, God, that you would help us to... Have your view, God, they're your daughter. God, that we would have your view, your vision, your heart toward our wives in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just take this moment, God, and just repent. God, literally, from a, just a gut level, heart level, God, we repent for the times, God, that we have not honored them, but we've dishonored them by our words, by our tones, by our actions, and our inward and our outward attitudes. Father, we ask, God, that you would forgive us. God, for the things, God, that we've done that have not pleased you. Father, forgive us for not operating uh, in the culture of honor that you see fit and a culture of love that is right for those who call you uh, Abba, to call you Dad, call you God, Father. So, Lord, thank you for just cleansing our hearts today. Thank you for changing our hearts today. God, help us to be more like you in Jesus' name. And, Father, for those, uh, just us that are from... Small children, teenagers, all the way to adults today. Father, will you help us to honor our mothers today? 
God, will you help us once again to honor, to value, to treasure, uh, to see them as, as prestigious, as, as rare, as extraordinary. God, that you would help us see them today, God, for who they really are. And, Father, in, in our hearts, God, we're asking today that you would help us to quit blowing them off. And just saying, oh, that, oh, that's mom. Oh, that's mom. Oh, that's mom. God, and we would understand that once again how you see them. And so, Father, let humility take root in our heart, God, that we would listen. God, we would listen when our mom speaks. We would understand the treasures that come out of their mouth, the truth that comes out of their mouth. And, uh, Father, even as uh, the wisest man of Solomon said again and again and again, throughout Proverbs, about honoring our parents and honoring our mothers. God, help us to do that today in Jesus' name. So, Father, even just moving, I guess, God, just kind of personally to us. Lord, if there's past mistakes, if there's failures, God, even if, it's, uh, even if we've had an abortion in this room, God, whatever, whatever the, maybe the past mistakes are, maybe it was, uh, you know, treating our kids unkind or whatever it is, God, Whatever's in God that's in our hearts, God, that's not of you, God, that's even things that we have brought again and again and again to your, to your throne and say, God, will you please forgive us? Lord, we're asking today, uh, God, once again, God, clean slate, clean slate. God, we repent. God, and we repent, God, so we might be free in Jesus' name. And, uh, Father, I thank you, God. Just, uh, God, heal our brokenness today. Heal our disappointment. Heal our pain today. And, Father, we just ask, God, that you would make us whole. God, and we thank you, God, just for situations that we know that are in this room. God, with, the, with, with people's children. God, would you begin to restore, God, those relationships. God, would you begin to make them, God, what you've called them to be. Father, will you literally make us as parents whole so we can uh, raise our children to be whole and to be healthy. And, Father, we just end with this, God. If there's something that we need to release one of our parents for, God, we release them today in Jesus' name. God, we release them, God. We, we, we just say, God, have mercy on them, and God, help us to honor them, God, for who they really are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may stand to your feet. Um, I'm going I'm to just simply, um, she doesn't know this, but I'm going to ask my wife. <laughs> oh, should do it to Ben. He's a birthday guy. I'm just going to ask Jen, literally from a mom's heart, I'm going to ask her to come just to bless, bless the moms that are here, and then we'll be released and uh, go eat a good chicken dinner. Amen? Anybody going to eat some good food today? Steaks. Man, you show me up. All right. Man, stop. All right, here we go. So um, it's making me look bad because I don't cook those things. Anyways, so this is my wife, Jen. She's just going to pray really fast. I got to quit saying really fast. We don't do anything really fast, you know. So Jen's, Jen's going to pray. Just bless the moms and uh, just from your heart because I know you love moms. And um, anyway, so we'll close it out. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Lisa Bevere, but um, I was watching. I just saw a small clip of her speaking uh, one day, and it, the Holy Spirit brought it back to me this morning while he was talking, um, when he was talking about, you know, if you haven't had that, excellent mom in your life you know and she said um you know all those things that your mom didn't do and all the things that she wasn't be those things you know don't don't trip up on them like he was saying you know release and forgive and honor her you know for who she is and not who she hadn't been and then all of those things that you wish that you would have had from her that she could have been to you you be those things 
you know, we, <laughs> we're new in, in God. We belong to him, and so we are in a new bloodline. And so, you know, just because there may have been failures from our parents, that doesn't mean that we have to live and walk and be that way too. All those things that they weren't, you do it. You be it. You have the Holy Spirit helping you and teaching you and leading you and guiding you, and you can do it. All right. Father, I just thank you for all the moms, the physical moms and the spiritual moms. And, Father, I just thank you that as they are wrapped up in your love and your comfort today and throughout this week and the rest of their lives, God, that they would hear your voice above all other voices, that you would just minister to us to see and to hear who we truly are in you, the king's daughter. Open our eyes to see in greater ways, to see who we are in you. We come against and break all the lies of the enemy that has come and said that we aren't, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't. We are God's daughters. And so, Father, I just thank you that as truth comes and penetrates every part of us, that it would set us free to be your daughters and all that you've created us to be. And, Father, that not only would we see ourselves that way, but we would begin to see others through your eyes. If it's our own children or someone else's children or our husbands or our neighbor or our coworkers, that we would begin to see, Father, them for who they are. Give us your eyes. Give us your heart and your ears. We love you. And I just pray a blessing over every single person that's in this place today. Go with them. God, we don't just leave you here at the church and come back to see you again next Sunday. You go with us. We take you with us. Um, We thank you that you have gone before us, that you've cleared the paths and made straight our ways, and that you are our rear guard. I thank you for um, protecting and watching over your kids, us. Thank you that you provide every single need that you hear us, that you see us, that you care for us, and that you are working on our behalf. We thank you that you are perfecting the things that concern us. We just say once again that we trust you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.